Hello and welcome to the Fellowcast. This is episode number 13 and you are listening to your host Valdu. And today we are continuing down the road of sharing short devotionals that are filled with biblical truth to encourage us and and support us on our walks with Jesus Christ. Uh, last week we had Eddie, Eddie Cochran, a, a previous guest of ours on the Fellowcast, and he had some powerful wisdom and truth to share from, from Scripture regarding the power of prayer, the power that is within prayer, and when we pray according to the will of God to see His will manifested in our everyday lives. So today we'll be continuing down down the road of, of devotionals, but we are switching the topic just for a moment. And, and Garth van Niekerk is a, a worship leader, he's a pastor, and he's also the worship director, worship leader at the fellowship. And he will be sharing just some of his thoughts regarding uh, Ephesians chapter 5 and, and what, what God has been saying to him regarding worship and how these verses speak into worship and our everyday life as as Christians. So I trust that as he as he speaks to you, the Holy Spirit will encourage you, he will uplift you and he will give you what you need from this message. And I just want to say a quick prayer before we listen to God share. So Father we thank you that we can always be expectant for you to speak into our hearts, to change our minds and to transform us into your likeness, Jesus Christ. We just pray that as we listen to this message of God uh, and the truth of your word will penetrate our hearts and transform us in our beings. In Jesus' name, amen. find an interesting passage on worship in Ephesians chapter 5. I'll read it for you from verse 18. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I specifically start by quoting it out of context because I want to point out something and then I'll get to the setting where this passage sits and it gives us some color to understand and apply it better. But first of all, it's interesting that he compares getting drunk with wine to what for me is a description of worship in verse 19 with singing and giving glory and thanks to God. What happens when you typically picture a bunch of guys who are drunk? Not necessarily just guys, girls as well. When you see a crowd like that, our typical picture is like your German pub with everybody with the beer glasses raised high and the foam is falling all over the show and spilling on the ground. And they're singing, drink, 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 da-da-da-da-da. That's your typical scene of drunk people. Unfortunately, also leads to fighting and all sorts of other stuff but the general theme is there's lack of inhibitions we're free we make a noise and nobody cares what the other person does you just go for it and say what you want to say and laugh about what you want to laugh about and that's why it leads to sin because there's lack of self-control 
you're giving up your self-control um, by being intoxicated by drink. Now he says, don't do that. Don't get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. And then he explains, how does it look when we're filled with the Spirit? And there's some similarities. He says, we're addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody to the Lord with all your heart. So he's saying, listen, don't lose your inhibitions by getting drunk. Lose your inhibitions by being filled with the Spirit. The description that he gives there is quite similar. He says, get free in the Spirit and start singing in the Spirit. Throw off your restraints in the Spirit. So imagine now that kind of setting when we get together where we typically sing in church, when we sing worship in church. It's when we get to a place of saying, listen, I don't care what you're doing in God's presence right now, but I'm joyful today and I'm going to shout out with joy. I feel like dancing and I'm going to dance today. Um, I've got a song in the spirit and I'm just going to sing it out to the glory of God. So there is a challenge for us in worship to say, how inhibited are you still when you give glory to God? Do you still worry that much about what the person next to you are thinking about what you're doing in God's presence? Now, I said at the beginning, I took it out of context because there's something very important to remember. In the beginning uh, of the passage, verse 15, the whole setting is actually about living in the light. And it's, it's a lot to do with how we speak, what I do with my tongue, um, and then how I behave. And specifically from verse 15, just to sort of idle into it, he says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So when I speak about throwing off inhibitions in the presence of God, I must still act wisely. I cannot act foolishly. I must still act, verse 17, with understanding, knowing what the will of the Lord is. So when we speak about throwing inhibitions, it's not making an absolute fool of myself and calling it worship. Um, it's not acting in a way that is taking away somebody else's freedom of spending time in God's presence. It's not disrespectful. In fact, the last verse in the passage, before it goes over to speaking about marriage, is verse 21 submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So we have to keep that in the mix of freedom in worship. While we're looking for freedom in worship, me just really openly worshiping and praising, not worrying so much about how, what you think about me, worrying more about God, do you see my heart? In that mix, we have to keep in submitting to one another. In other words, I look out that I do not harm your time spent in God's presence. I submit to your needs. What does the Spirit of God lead me to honor you with as well while we're together in Dad's presence? I think the, the best balance is, in fact, that thought. It's saying, I'm in Dad's presence right now. And if you picture a dad coming home and the moment he walks through the door, the kids all stop playing and they, 
they hush and they sit down on the couches because dad's at home now, we, we mustn't make a noise. And dad's at home, I, I must be really careful about what I'm gonna say now. And that, that doesn't look like a good relationship. In contrast with that picture of dad coming into the house, opening the front door and the kids shout and say, dad's here. And they run up and they hug him saying, daddy, 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 let me show you what I've made or let me tell you what I've done today or let me just sit on your lap, please, dad. I couldn't wait for you to come home. That's the kind of relationship that God wants with us. And when we come into worship and we see that picture and say, hey, I can just be a child my dad's presence i can sing and make melody out of my heart i can sing in spiritual songs and giving thanks in christ jesus um, there's a freedom that god desires for us in worship that we have to press into keeping in mind that while we throw off inhibitions we don't act foolish we don't act without understanding or unwisely and we always always submit to one another out of reverence for christ I trust that you've been challenged by this message. I certainly have been. And it really just is a, an encouragement to us and a call to us to live a life of, of freedom in Christ, to be his children, to be childlike, specifically in our, in our times of worship, our times of corporate worship, even not just personal worship, but as we are together with our Father in his presence, that we can all be uh, uninhibited, as Garth says, and that we can just be free before God and enjoy Him and allow Him to jo enjoy us the way that He's created us uh, and specifically in the way that we worship. Bless you. I, I trust that you've enjoyed this message. Until next time. Bye-bye.